Well, good morning, Redeemer King, and welcome to our first Sunday back after Christmas. And I hope it was a good one. Obviously, uh, very stripped back this year for most of us. Many people saying to me, well, this is the first time in many years where it's just been two of us or four of us across the, the Christmas dinner table. But actually, do you know what? That's no bad thing. I, I think this Christmas we had an opportunity to focus on what Christmas is really all about. Um, strip back the trimmings and focus on what our lives are about and who we are, why we're actually celebrating it. Why do we celebrate Christmas and putting Jesus why the front and centre of who we are as individuals and families? And I hope that was the case. Certainly, there was a lot more opportunity in our household to think about things and uh, regroup as a family. Now, I know some of you were in bubbles too, and I'm so glad that people who are on their own were able to be with people this Christmas. So here we are now, uh, post-Christmas, and as I said, first Sunday back as we march into 2021. Now, normally on a meeting like this, I would do some kind of visionary talk, some kind of, here's what we're going to do as we go into 2021. And I'm mindful as well that we have a whole bunch of new people in our church that joined us uh, over the last year, which is fantastic. And even over the Christmas holiday, we had people connecting with us uh, for the first time as a church. And you're all very welcome. And I thought, well, normally, as I said, we'd do some, here's how you can get involved and here's who we are. Um, and you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that for two reasons. Number one, we are still in a pandemic. And, and whilst... Um, vaccines have now been developed and are, are rolling out and going into people's arms and uh, there's lots of you know by spring we could be better and by summer things could be very different we don't know that for sure uh, we hope that's the case uh, I'm no scientist so I'm not going to pass a comment on that what I do know is that at the moment <laughs> we are still locked down and uh, we are in tier four and what I do know is I don't think these things are going to change quickly uh, certainly not over the next quarter or maybe even half a year. Who knows? As I said, I'm no scientist and I'm not in the know. Um, but I do think we've got a way to go. That is certainly true on the news. So it's very hard to make huge plans at the moment. So I mused on this over Christmas and I thought, do you know what? What we do have an opportunity to do, and maybe in God's grace uh, he would direct us to do this, what we do have an opportunity to do is to get our hearts and our character in good shape and the culture and atmosphere of our church. As we focus on our lives before God and whilst there are constrictions in place, we do have a phenomenal opportunity to make sure that we are walking our lives out before God in a way that gets his attention and smile. Now, this is not to say that we can't do stuff because we can and we will, and I'll come on to that in this talk. But I did want to bring before you some verses that the Lord relayed on my heart over Christmas. And if you follow me on social media, you would have seen me post this on one of the portals like Facebook, I think it might be Facebook. There is a book in the Bible called Micah 
and Micah was a prophet uh, who lived in the time when Israel was effectively imploding and he lived under various kings like Hezekiah and, and others. But he's a very interesting prophet in that he didn't live in the center of power. He didn't work out his life surrounded by powerful people. He, by all accounts, lived his life out in the margins with the lame and the poor and the broken and the hurting, the, the, the marginalized people. The forgotten people, that, that's where he led his daily life. But he spoke to power. And he called powerful people to live out their lives in a way that would please God. It's well worth a read through. I'm not going to talk for a long time today. I just want to lay out a few principles that I think are so important to us that we learn from just a few verses in Micah. And they are, for many people, very famous verses. Some of you uh, will know these verses extremely well. And for others, this will be new. But let me just bring these before you. This is Micah chapter 6. It says this. Mankind... He has told each of you what is good and what it is the Lord requires of you. To act justly, to love faithfulness, love faithfulness, and to walk humbly with your God. Let's look at this in a very straightforward way. This is a man speaking truth to power, calling people to live how God wants them to live. Let's unpack this very simply, in reverse order. To walk humbly with your God. Now, some of you would have heard me tell this story, and some of you haven't, but it's worth repeating in a very brief way. I once travelled with the world-famous worship leader, Graham Kendrick, to the States. Uh, I'm going to say 12 years ago now. And, and it was a very influential trip for my life for a whole variety of reasons. Uh, like a birth to gathering out of that experience, which some of you all know is a major festival when we're able to run it again uh, for men in the UK and various other things. Anyway very influential trip. Graham instituted something called March of Jesus, which was a global phenomena and is now actually a national holiday in Brazil where millions of people still march to the beat of his songs. And his worship songs that he has written and performed are amongst the most sung songs in the world, in the Christian church. And I was sitting next to him on this plane And um, I didn't really know him as well as I do now, uh, back then. And, I, and I, I kind of looked at him as on this plane and said to him, uh, Graham, how have you stayed humble? I mean, I, I've watched you in Wembley Stadium. Like, how do you stay humble? And he looked at me like I was a fool. And he said, Carl, 
do humble things. <laughs> that was it. Do humble things. That really spoke to me. And I want to speak it over our church. Let's be the church that do humble things. No matter what we achieve or accomplish as a church, we will never consider ourselves to be better than any other church. That, that kind of thinking ain't kingdom. No matter what you accomplish as a person, you are never better than anyone else. It doesn't matter how many qualifications you've got, how educated you are, what your book collection consists of, what ornaments you have on yourself, what money you have in the bank. Before God, we're all the same. You ain't better than anyone else. We're all equal under the sight of God. He's just looking for people with a humble heart who know that before him, we're nothing. He loves us. We're precious to the Lord. But we ain't all that. Every breath we take, every day we have is a precious gift of his grace. We enter the world with nothing. We'll leave it with nothing. Alexander the Great, who conquered a known world, asked to be laid in an open casket with his hands open because he knew that he'd leave this life with nothing. And when we kneel before him in the next life, do you know what he'll say to us? When we kneel before Jesus as we enter the, the, the next life that he has for us, real life which is yet to come, he'll want to know how much we loved him and what we did with what he placed in our hands. And I'm sure I've told you before about the time when I led quite a large church in Essex. Now I turned up to see someone clipping their hedges who had special needs and no one else was there. It was me early one morning. He was there clipping the hedges that surrounded the car park. And I said to him, Paul, I didn't know you came and clipped the hedges. And he said, oh, I've been doing this for years. And I looked at him and he's very, very broken man with acute needs. And there he was on his own, clipping the hedges, putting all the off cuts into bin liners and taking them away and throwing them in a tip. And no one knew for years. And I just felt this little whisper from the Lord. He's using everything that I placed in his hands. I thought, well, that'd be right, wouldn't it? If I get to heaven one day and I've got a cabbage patch and he's got a mansion. Am I using everything that God's placed in my hands? Am I walking humbly before him? Do I do things for recognition? Am I doing it because I love Jesus? I have to ask myself the question, why do I lead the church? Well, it's because I, I, I love Jesus. Why are you volunteering to do certain things? Is it because you love Jesus or some other reason? Do we know that before him we're just broken people needing to be made whole, needing a saviour? 
There's a famous story that when Winston Churchill was near to drawing his last breath, someone asked him, Winston, are you ready to meet your creator? And he replied, well, I rather hope he's ready to meet me. <laughs> Staying humility. How do we work this out in practice? Do humble things. Do unseen things. Jesus said, when you pray, hide yourselves away. Don't be proud. Be willing to associate with people that you perceive to be lower than you. Open your homes when we are able to, to people who are not like you. And let's pray for other churches in our town. Passionately, that they grow bigger than we do. They do greater things. And pray for our leaders in the town. Pray for those you disagree with. Love your enemies. Bless those who persecute you. Walk humbly. The Lord likes it. Give other people the credit. If you're on social media, speak well of other people. Cheer people on who have achieved greater things than you. One of the best things to realise very early on in life is that people will always be people out there who accomplish more than you do. It's all right. Cheer them on. Walk humbly before your God and with him. Love faithfulness. Faithfulness to God. Faithfulness to your friends, your family, your loved ones, your wife, your husband. The church, your work colleagues, be faithful. Drive out those desires and things in your heart that would prevent you from doing so. I'm, I'm acutely aware, as I say this, there'll be people listening on YouTube and maybe even in our church that are contemplating being unfaithful in some area of their lives. The Bible is clear. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Love faithfulness. Love faithfulness. Talk to someone. Pray with someone. Deal with it. If you are standing on the edge of the precipice of unfaithfulness, hold the line, kill it off, deal with it, and the Lord will bless you. Act justly. What does this mean for us as a church, act justly? Our church, we have a huge heart for the poor and the disadvantaged and people who are struggling and I love that about Redeemer King it's what we were founded on the verses of Luke 4 18 to 20 the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor set the captives free and recover sight to the blind I love that but what does it mean for us to 
act justly, which is what the Lord requires of us. It's two things sprung to my mind which I want to discuss through with the leadership, but I'm going to bring the broad principle now. I think that in this next chapter of the church, as we work out a way forward, I, I want us still to be taking radical actions to help those for whom injustice has been inflicted upon them. And I think that has to be local and global. And I'd like us to do two things this year as a church and ongoing one that is very focused on the local and we put maximum attention on that and a very focused thing that's global and i'll be discussing some ideas with the leadership but i really want you to bring these ideas too i am thinking that we could further invest into our poverty work as we develop the stuff we're doing with the edge and to to look at what we can do to develop a poverty impact center here in Chesterfield. But I'm also thinking what we can do globally uh, to achieve something beautiful and amazing for those who are extremely disadvantaged around the world where injustice has prevailed. Uh, so we'll be, we'll be looking at that. You can either do lots of small things or you can make a very significant difference in one or two areas. And I think that's where I feel led to take us over 2021 so we walk humbly with God we are not the best individually or as a group we we consider others better than ourselves we walk humbly before God knowing that everything we have is grace and we use everything that he has placed in our hands and we can I just say it should be examining our lives to see where we are not walking in humility to deal with that make it good we love faithfulness and we do what we can to walk faithfully before our God and in the relationships that we have don't gossip about people get drive out unfaithful thoughts be faithful to your friendships think good things don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, Ephesians 4, 29, but only that which builds people up. Snip off the roots of unfaithfulness. Just, just walk faithfully before your God and with people that he has placed in your lives and act justly. I think if we did these three things as a church and we really focused on them and we started to develop some cheating around it, which I'll, which I'll be looking at doing, and we keep these verses before us over the next year, we'll really get into the sweet spot of the right heart and character that the Lord wants for us in Redeemer King. I love our church, and I love you all very much. But let's love God and get his attention and smile so that we can do beautiful things for him and see our town transformed. Happy New Year. Let's march into 2021 with a right heart, spirit, character, culture and atmosphere in Redeemer King. God bless you all.